today on the Zabecast. I am westbound and down, heading out to Vegas, and I might just see Lord Stanley hoisted by my capitals. Bob and Brian, my older brothers from two entirely other mothers, will join me. We'll talk about what we did to kill time before we stared into our phones, the Boy Scouts, the Girl Boy Scouts, drones, and a whole lot more. All you've got to do is sit back, open up them ear flaps, and let the good stuff in. So let's go! Wednesday, June 6, 2018. Thank you so much for downloading, and thank you for listening. I am probably on my airplane right now as we speak, heading out to Vegas for Capitals Golden Knights game number five of the Stanley Cup final. It could be, might be, some think will be the clinching game in which Lord Stanley will be in the building, the magic chalice, the incredible the greatest trophy, the largest trophy in American professional sports, and really I think it's one of the largest sports trophies of any major sport worldwide. And it used to be even bigger, or it would be bigger if they weren't taking rings of names off the cup. For those casual hockey fans, and I'll get to you in just a second, uh, the Stanley Cup used to have everybody's name who was ever on a winning roster on the cup. But given that the Cup has been around quite a while, uh, I'm not sure exactly how many years, close to 100. Yeah, you know what? The Cup was getting kind of big, so they retire the rings. Uh, If they kept everyone's name still on it from whoever played ever, I don't know how big the Stanley Cup would be, actually. In fact, that might be a good thing for me to research. How big would the Stanley Cup be if they didn't start taking rings off of it? So... The cup will be in the in the house, and the Capitals could close this thing out. And given how well they played and how they steamrolled Vegas in game number four, pretty much everyone in D.C. is predicting it. They're saying, this is it. It's over. It's over. They're going to win the cup, and they're the better team. To which I say a resounding, maybe, I hope. They look like the better team, but I expect Vegas to bring hell with them on Thursday night. And I hope my Capitals have the best first 10 minutes of that game of their lives because I believe Vegas is coming like a swarm. That building will not be half empty. Those fans will not care that their team is down 3-1. Even though the obits and the papers, the pre-obits of, well, it was a great season and some of the callers to Sports Talk Radio are already kind of saying, well, we still we had a great year. It's great to be in. No, no, no. Now the fans in attendance are going to cheer and they're going to make noise just like they are in this, and I think the team is going to feed off of that. In fact, I know they're going to feed off of that. So I am not counting any chickens just yet. I am not talking about things like who should win the con Smythe, Kuzi, or Ovechkin. I'm ta- not talking about where's the parade going to be in downtown D.C. Is it right down Constitution Avenue? Is it somewhere near Chinatown? No, no, no. I don't want to hear, I don't want to talk about any of that. I want to win one more damn game. What's uh, crazy, go- what's What could be crazy about this, two things. One is, 20 years ago, the Capitals got swept in the Stanley Cup final, in you know, swept in four at home. And my brother Jim at the time was in the building in 98 and took his lovely wife, Beth, to go see the game, in part because she's from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and she grew up a Red Wing fan, which is fine. And even though the Capitals got swept and they knew it was going to be pretty much a whooping, 
<clears throat> my brother said it was kind of cool to see that ceremony in person, even though it was going to the opposing team. 20 years ago, that happened. Think about this. I could close the circle as my brother's brother. That Does that make any sense? Yes. I could close the circle with my brother and see it raised in almost opposite circumstances, 2,400 miles to the west, with a friend who's bringing me to the game, Uncle Peter Bartell, who will be rooting for the other team, just like my brother's wife was that night 20 years ago. Weird, huh? Also, 40 years ago to the day, to the date, not the day, but the date, the Bullets won their one and only NBA championship. That will be 40 years ago to the date on Thursday, the 7th of June. Interesting. 7th of June? No, that would be the 8th of June. 40 years ago. Now look, teams that take 3-1 leads in the Stanley Cup Finals are 31 in a row hoisting the Cup. They are 32-1 and all time hoisting the Cup. The only time it didn't happen was way back when in 1942 when the Maple Leafs apparently coughed up a 3-1 lead. And I think that series, I'm not kidding, uh, went by train between Toronto and Detroit. I think it was. Whatever the case, it's 1942, so yeah. Of course, if that gives you you know, satisfaction, if that makes you at peace if you're a Caps fan, hey, 32-1, and one, that's great, it's 97%. 32-1 almost sounds like a hold-my-beer kind of stat. If you're still a Caps fan who is gnawing at his fingernails and cuticles thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to lose this somehow, I can't believe it. Oh yeah, 32-1 and here. Hold my beer, said the Capitals. Capitals have lost more 3-1 leads than anybody in best of seven history. They've lost five to lose series. But they have won the last five series in which they have had a chance to close out the opposing team. Five in a row. Now, I won't bore you with details of Game 4 itself. You're boring me already with this crap, Zabe. I know. I know. Settle down. But it was awesome, and I can't thank enough my good friend and counselor, Dan Purcell of Rochester, New York, for taking me. It was an experience of a lifetime, and the skill and the spectacle up close of athletes like this and a game this fast and this awesome and cool is nothing short of mesmerizing. Okay, now to other news. This comment was left on the Zabe.com message boards. Hey, Zabe, love your show. Listen to every podcast, but I can't take it anymore. I'll be back when the hockey is over. (laughs) Okay, that'll be in a week, I'm pretty sure. Here's one. For a guy without a dog in this fight, I'm counting the days until this damn Stanley Cup is over. Hashtag beating a dead horse. Okay, that would be not another hockey fan. Then I got this email. Zabe, love the pod today as always especially when you are loading up on hockey that was a great video no doubt that you pointed us to regarding the capitals and their our town our city and our time i went to my first game in toronto this year and they killed it themselves with their own videos sent me a link as a matter of fact this one is called maple leaps maple leafs forever and they played it between periods it just shows how the team is being so ingrained in the area it is awesome yes i've seen the Maple Leafs, and I've seen the Canadians' video presentation department, their, their you know, game ops video stuff. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Anyway, both gave me goosebumps, and especially for a hockey nerd such as myself, it was incredible. They were the best I'd ever seen, the, and I've been to hundreds of NHL games all around the league. Hope you enjoy. Sincerely, Andrew, a.k.a. Phoenix Jet. So there, there's one... 
hockey fan. It'll all be over soon, so just sit back and chill. Do you really want me to spend five minutes instead on the canceled White House visit by Donald Trump to the Philadelphia Eagles? Okay. All right. Get your stopwatches going here. Let me see. We are at uh, 8.53 on my timer. Here's five minutes. Ready, set, go. I'm not going to argue this thing because it's a no-win situation. Oh, but that's why I came to the podcast, the Zabecast. I thought you're going to speak your mind on this. Uh, you know what? I will be happy to speak my mind if you ever get with me one-on-one, drinking a beer, sitting at the bar. And then we can talk about it. Because it's there's a lot of levels to all of this. And it becomes... And if you and I are arguing whatever, or just discussing this whole thing, or just in particular, was it rude of Trump to say, that's it. You're only sending 10 people. I'm canceling the event. Might have had a lot of chairs ordered for that event, you know, like like Numanium, which he had all the supplies ordered months and a year, year in advance. Um, but I joke. It's not a joking matter. It's a disgrace to the White House. See, that's the problem. If I condemn the president and say, this is bullshit, man. You can't do this. What the hell's wrong with you, man? Or, Jesus, that's embarrassing. Really? You're going to throw a fit like that, you little baby? It, you know, if I if I do it one way or do it the other, I'm damned if I do, I'm more damned if I don't, and people get pissed off at me. So why bother? Why bother arguing it one to a 100,000 faceless people that can't respond in real time, that we can't have a true dialogue, that we can't sniff out areas of total agreement and then settle on a few areas of perhaps you know, disagreement that we're just never going to resolve. Why would I try to do that with all of you people out there who have, I'm sure, a variety of views one way or the other about this issue? Well, don't you want your opinion out there? Don't you want to maybe influence the public debate? No. No, I don't. Certain things, I'm not changing anyone's mind. Not gonna happen. It's also a bit of a 3D chessboard, or maybe a 4D chessboard, or a 5D chessboard, where the game of arguing, was it wrong of Donald Trump to rescind the invitation to the White House for the Eagles? It's not a simple game of chess, one level board, okay, here's the rules, I'm on the black, you're on the red, hoppity hippity hippity hop. Or wait a minute, that's not even the rules. Is it the rules? I haven't played chess in a while. Yeah, I think, no, I think everyone's on the red or everyone's on the black. Whatever the case. God, Zabe, you don't play checkers very much or chess. No, I don't actually. But it is like a 3D chessboard in this regard. So we got all these pieces on a 3D chessboard. And nobody has the rules. There's, there's no rules. You, in fact, you argue about what the rules are. There's all these different you know, chips, chips, chess pieces, checkers. There's all these checkers on this 3D or 4D checkerboard. And there's no rules to the game. And you and the person you're playing have to argue about the rules. And I then make my move and I line up, uh, let's say, five pieces in a row vertically over here in on the outside of the board. And I go, ha-ha, that's a, that's a, that's a goofiggle. It's a what? It's a goofiggle. Yes, I, I win. I get... 50 points because of that okay you're behind now well that's not the rules well no it is no no the rules is you got to go diagonally and you have to go from one corner down to the other oh that's the rules is that what it is you'll quickly get this deep about it regarding the anthem trump 
civility, the White House, policy, the Electoral College, voting, uh, police conduct, racism, athletes, privilege, da-da-da, 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 and it never ends. No one's mind has changed. No one is enlightened. And I don't think it's very good radio or very good pod, for that matter. So that's my net-net of that whole thing. I will say there's some interesting clips uh, floating around of when Tim Thomas of the uh, Boston Bruins decided to skip the White House, White House visit with Obama. Uh, there was no shortage of outlets criticizing him for saying, no, no, that's not, not appropriate. <laughs> Times have changed. The president is different. The issues and the controversy is also different as well. But if you're looking for, you know, sort of a standard feeling of, no, it's okay to boycott the White House, that doesn't always apply evenly both directions. I don't think we can dis- I don't think you can honestly disagree with that. You can but you'll still say, but yeah, but you'll say yeah, some would say, well, Obama was never as crass and insulting and as divisive as Donald Trump. To which somebody else would go, oh yeah? Yes, he was, in ways that you were just too blind to see. All right, let's see. I'm at uh, 14 minutes. I think that was it. I think that was five minutes right there. One last thing. It is kind of weird that the NBA and the NBA players and both finals teams basically said, we're not going to the White House no matter who wins. Uh, Don't worry, LeBron, you're not going. Um, The NBA is very supportive. They're very woke. They're very progressive. But guess what? Nobody is jumping in to say, we've got to start kneeling ourselves. Now, I know that they've got a rule, collectively bargained, that says you can't do that. And I know that players in the NBA might be subject to actual discipline. They might actually be suspended, although with such a super woke, super progressive commissioner and the media uh, lapping it up and egging him on and patting the NBA on the head like, see, Good boy. This this young lad here, this NBA, they got it right. They talk with their players. They negotiate things together. Why not jump in and say, kneeling is great. In fact, we need to start kneeling a bit ourselves. So let's get in on this. It's almost like the NBA and the players get to have it both ways. It's perfect. They get to say their support for the NFL players who are kneeling and, and, and you know speak out against this injustice. And then when it comes to the anthem in their own league, it's 10 hut. I'm up there and... Because it's the rule. It's kind of taken NBA players off the hook. Now, NBA players are also allowed to wear T-shirts that have political slogans on them, issue slogans on them, things like I Can't Breathe uh, from Eric Garner, the man who was choked to death on a New York City sidewalk for selling illegal cigarettes, et cetera, et cetera. The NFL will never allow anything closely remote to that. So they're, at least they give a bit of an outlet valve to that. But yeah. One last thing, not on the anthem, just in general. Headline, majority of Americans believe that they are suffering from, quote, news fatigue. The Pew Research Center said that a survey showed 68% of respondents feel, quote, worn out by the amount of news they are seeing, compared with only 30% who say they like the amount of information they get. Gee, I think I have an idea why this may be. What could it be? Oh, that's right. It's not news, most of it. It is haranguing. It is arguing. It is cable news yell fests. It's not news. You want the news? Go watch PBS NewsHour 
And maybe that's not even news these days. Go watch the BBC World Report where they've got correspondents all around the world. And they, they say, well, here's what's happening in this country. And here's what's happening in this country. And it's, it's actually news. You're like, well, that's interesting. That's actually news right there. But what you're seeing now is just a saturation of people yelling at each other and America is fatigued by it. So if that's the case, let's get to the fun stuff today. Nobody will be pulling harder for me than these two clowns, Bob and Brian. Okay, then. Look at you guys. You are back again on the Zabecast. Took Where a couple have we weeks been off. for the last couple of weeks? Oh, scheduling issues did not allow production, and people were missing this extra dollop of you guys with me. People, so here we are. Thanks for having us back, Steve. People assume that, you know, we just have all the time in the world to just sit and chat. You know, I need food every now and then, too. And, <laughs> you know, there's doctor's appointments and trips to the gym and grandchildren and daughters. You're and a busy man. Busy, busy, yeah. busy. Yeah, chlorine. Right, right. And, and don't and forget. TV to be watched. And yeah. you've got to work in your 3.3 hours a day of looking at your phone. What the hell did you just say? You're in me. 3.3 hours a day. Apple, Brian, has come said they to, yesterday they said, okay, 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 okay. We're going to create an app that will allow you to limit your own phone usage. I don't know if I believe their technology on that. It's called Screen Time. It is going to come out in September. And it's an admission by the company that, yeah, maybe some people, both kids and adults, are way too addicted to using their phone. How is that their problem? Because people are now coming around going, God, these phones are so bad for everybody. Put these put phones down. away. I'm not going to let they you have a phone. Why would you trust them to come up with the solution to the thing that they were told was a problem? Okay, you're, you're, you're right. You're you're both right, by the way. You're just nipping at different I'm, ends of the hot I'm, dog I'm, here. I'm thinking there's it's no not personal their... responsibility here involved. If you don't want to be on your phone and you think it may be a problem, put the goddamn thing away for 20 minutes. Bob. And pay attention to people. I know. I hear. By the way, it's good to hear you okay. say goddamn because you won't let me okay. say that on the air with you guys. As if you <laughs> no. live in the Bible Belt. No. But, <laughs> but, but you let me pop <laughs> off a G-damn every now and And by the way, there's going to be a couple emails going, I really wish you wouldn't do that. I'm sorry. Okay, you're right. Okay, Bob, you're right. That's not their problem. But why did McDonald's start coming out with apple slices? Well, people uh, were... Public pressure. Ah! And to put a veneer on, hey, hey, we're not mm-hmm. evil. Pushing was there a market poison. share loss in there somewhere? No. No, it was okay. public pressure. Oh, okay. It okay. was public pressure. Nobody wanted goddamn apple slices. There's my one, <laughs> G-damn. Nobody wanted those things, and they're not making any money. You know the, the throwout percentage of apple slices has to be 87% or higher. I find fresh fruit uh, uh, It's not uh, fresh. Invigorating. Invigorating. I find it You think uh, McDonald's apples is, are fresh? I like In the I bag. Like grapes, apples, um... Yeah, you said fresh. They're not. They can't be fresh. <laughs> Nobody says I got to go get those fresh McDonald's apples. They're the bag best. apples. So, so in that regard, you're right, Bob. It's not Apple's responsibility to tell you to put the damn phone down. Right. That said, there's some value in it. Now, Brian, to your point, which was what was your point again? Because you were both right at the Why same time. Why would you trust them to come ah! up with the 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 fix? And you're exactly right about that. You don't even have to say that. Yeah, like uh, we'll right. assume it. Exactly. 
assume that they're doing something nefarious and making you more addicted. Like, you'll get addicted to the Screen Time app that limits the usage of your phone. It'll just well, be replacing one I addiction. I addicted to my phone, and then I bought this app to help me get off it, and I just can't stop. I, I can't. It's so fascinating. It's great. I'm looking at how many minutes I spend on Twitter, how much time I spend on the internet. That, it's that, all that, right that. here. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's so quick and easy. It's just funny that they wouldn't have built this in a long time ago. Don't you think with all the apps they throw in for free, they wouldn't put one on there that says, hey, by the way. Was this an unforeseen problem that we would get this yes. dependent? This is just a yes. timer, right? Why not just have a little no. timer. timer that says yeah. uh, give yourself 20 minutes and then Steve, we do done. it with kids all the time. You go, okay, you got 30 minutes to play that, and then you're done. Then you're going to go outside and ride your bike or something. Why can't we just do that with our phones? It's more I, than a timer. It's a way to uh, specifically measure how much you're using and to shut your phone off automatically that's not a timer it shuts your phone off automatically and you know what i do then i turn it back on <laughs> <laughs> i've beaten the, i've beaten it I've, are you I've, saying I've, this is the digital equivalent of putting the chocolate chip cookies on the top shelf <laughs> so that they're this not is the same thing as new york's uh, 20 ounce soda law all right i'll just buy two 20 ounce sodas then f you <laughs> is that what they're doing in new york to circumvent the Only law the they Bloomberg tried. tried that some time ago and it's like well we're not gonna have any cups that are bigger than i think it was 20 ounces and then people said, well, okay, I'll buy 40 ounces of yeah. soda then. There's always ways oh, around. Oh, no. Now, to your question of was this an unforeseen problem, I would say absolutely. If you were to go back to the old flip phone era, which doesn't seem that long ago. That's like that was in my lifetime, as I seem to recall. My lifetime being the 23 years with you guys that I've spent talking on the radio – if you went back to the flip phone that's, era, I'm so sad now. All of a sudden. What? That, that's that's <laughs> that's, the, that's your some life? total of my life. Well, it's, yeah. it's his adult life. Yeah. I can only remember the last 20 years. The, the first 20 years, it's like a different person. I lived a, <laughs> a single, living in California, calling <laughs> basketball games. Yeah. No. So think about the flip phone. Back in the flip phone day, you used your phone for one thing: to talk to people, and that was it. There was nothing to look at on the flip phone, nothing to stare at, nothing to doodle with, nothing to... No, there wasn't, Brian. What was I there? texted on my flip phone. I yes. did. It was horrible. I had to hit like three... I had to right. hit the number two six times to get an uppercase Right. My C. messages are uh, like, how do I do? Fine. Initially, of course, you could text in crude... But I'm just saying, even before that, I mean, that's all you did. The phone was to call people. So, of course, this was un- unanticipated. We're only talking in the last 12 years, probably. The iPhone came out in 08, right? Uh, if you say so. Okay. I don't the... sit around memorizing dates. <laughs> Phones came out. That's a line from Burn After Reading. I know. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, John Malkovich. <laughs> he goes really nuts. <laughs> He's a very angry character in that movie. Well, here's here's the further flip side. And you guys bring up great points about, well, you're just going to turn off the feature that says put your phone down. And why was this their problem in the first place? And you, Brian, saying, well, aren't they going to do something nefarious anyway to make you more addicted or whatever? I don't trust them. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Now, let me put one more dollop of whipped cream on it. <laughs> According to Kevin Holsch, who has founded an app called Moment, because there's already a third-party app you can download that helps people track their device usage and to limit your actual 
access to your phone. There's already a, an app like this. It's just Apple didn't come up with it. They didn't put it automatically into the operating system. Kevin Holsch, the founder of the app Moment, questioned whether setting limits on usage would actually work. Among the 5.5 million users who have already downloaded the app, they estimate, or not estimate, they know from their data that the reduction in time spent on an average user's phone is two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, you got this app to really cut down your phone usage. Your average is three hours and 20 minutes, but now it's three hours and 18 minutes. Your life is so much richer. <laughs> A day. Well, right. That goes to what I was saying. Okay, so it's like when they sell you uh, something on the grocery store shelf that's uh, called light. It's labeled light. Okay. That just means it has less calories than their other thing. Not ah. that it's way less or it's good but for you. before that, before they said, no, 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 no. If you put light on there, it has to have less calories. Some products put light on there and would say, no, it's a lighter color. Not the Celeste Calories. Oh. And, and the government so, said, ah, that's bullshit. So that's you can't super do duper this. devious it's, evil right, right there. Apple doing that? Yeah, so it'll get you I don't know. Off your, off your phone sooner. Here, take this. So why do, why do we ask? This, product, this other product we offer. So why do we ask questions? Why are we uh, 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 um, hesitant to go, well, thank you, Apple, for that? Because we've been screwed before. We've been lied to before. Well, I did not say, I did not ask you to thank Apple. And you're okay. right. Oh. And you're right. All the tech companies lie through their fucking teeth. That little weasel Zuckerberg. <laughs> Zuckerberg should be in jail. He lied to Congress, Brian. Even even a Democrat is saying this. Democrat David Cicilline, uh-huh. uh, representative from Rhode Island, uh, said it sure looks like Zuckerberg lied to Congress about whether users have complete control, quote-unquote, over who sees their data on Facebook. It was found out that Facebook had been sharing data, huge amounts of it, with about 60 major tech companies. Manufacturers including Apple, Amazon, BlackBerry, Microsoft, and Samsung. Data such as your relationship status, religion, political leanings, and other stuff, they've been giving that to those big companies as well. And there was Zuckerberg, that weirdo robot looking with a bad haircut, (laughs) on Capitol Hill, lying through his fucking teeth. Why isn't he in jail? Yeah, I'll bet your ass if the NRA had lied like that to Congress. Oh, yeah. They'd they'd ship them off. They'd fill the prisons with those guys? Sure. Oh, they've they've said... But... Yeah. Uh... After Zuckerberg testified in front of Congress or the Blue Ribbon Senate panel, whoever it was, for what, two days? Uh, yeah. Their yeah, stock went up. I know. It went, it went so well. Because they thought the lipstick on the pig took. They thought it the news, held. The news coverage of him was all positive. Well, he's up there, but he's not doing anything wrong. Look at him. He's oh, look, he, Congress's questions. Yeah, look, he, had, he had smarter answers. Because even though he's evil, he's way smarter than any of those dumb shit congressmen. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Our <laughs> elected officials save for your boy, Paul Ryan, not some of the most mediocre people and, and uninspiring people you've ever seen. You don't have to really do anything uh, to, uh, to be elected to Congress. Witness You're Sanders, not, you, comma, you, Bernard. Yeah, and he's a senator. <laughs> senator, right. A guy who... He's not a lowly two-year schmuck. Right, always campaigning, and always got representing, his hand uh, you know, a little square in a state. I love, he's a senator. I, I love anyone who feels the burn and loves Bernie Sanders. I love hitting him with the, yeah, but he wasn't even employable 
on his own hippie commune <laughs> no. in Vermont. And no. and and the and the most of the Bernie people I know, and I don't know a whole lot, but I knew a couple. At, they're like, what, 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 what are you talking about? And I send them the story, and then they just quickly change the subject. No, he's never done anything. No, and the and the commune didn't. They kicked his ass off. They're like, you suck. You're doing nothing. Get out. A hippie commune, <laughs> unemployable. This guy. Back so to the- lazy. He even <laughs> left the hippies breathless. I couldn't cut it with the hippie commune. So I got out. They, they, they threw me, you out. They w- threw you out. They Bernie. wouldn't let me share the arugula. I wanted some, and they didn't let me share it. I'm kind of I'm, I'm morphing that into the Al Davis, Al right? Now, right? Yeah, that's sort of pretty the, close. Yeah. Okay. So back to the phone app thing. Okay. Yes. So uh, it says uh, the, the CEO of this app moment says limits are easy to turn off. See, there you go, Bob. You and him understand how easy. You it may is have stuff. it on for a little while and then go. This thing is annoying, and you just click it off. You just turn the app off. Right. That's what I would do. Yeah. Uh, limits are easy to turn off, and it doesn't solve the underlying reason of why you're picking up the phone to begin with, such as boredom or loneliness. And that is the ring-a-ding-ding right there. Well, don't you pick up your phone just during the day when you have a question? You're, well, let me check that real quick, you know. And Yeah. The, so, I mean, it's Or it's if I've got two minutes to, you know, just kill. I kill yeah. it looking into the phone. Like, to think that Yahtzee? you could stand... It's like playing a game of Yahtzee while you're waiting for everyone else to get in front of their microphone for a podcast. Yeah, possibly. I just rolled a Yahtzee on the last roll of this game. Did you really? Congratulations. Yeah. What do you win for that? I still lost 261 to 300. The findings have fostered concern that smartphones could trigger a mental health crisis for young people growing up with a device. It has also stoked worries, including among some iPhone creators, that adults are spending too much time on their devices, not being present enough in the everyday world. Yes, yes, and of course, yes. This Every generation has had their iPhone. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Mm. No, no, no. This is a Television game was Every generation was criticized by the previous generation for something. This but, is a game changer. This the, the is a is... world changer. It's this a, is a brain changer. Television didn't warp your brain and give you anxiety and make you depressed. I think it changed our brains in a way. You do? I mean, yeah, because we're more image-oriented now okay. than we've ever been. And I don't think we were necessarily like that before. True. True. We were sold a pack of lies with what was on TV. Father knows sure. best. The perfect family. Every family you saw on TV, problems came, problems were solved in 30 minutes, and they were all, <laughs> at the end, sitting down, having a big smile or a nice dinner. Uh, I expect it's made our culture more impatient and oh yeah, know, totally. cut down on attention, uh, attention span. With, without a question. All right, moving right along. Remember that famous photo? Uh, that we reference all the time of, uh, who is it, Chuck Bednarik smoking a cigar <laughs> while holding a cigarette after a big game in the locker room? It's one of my uh-huh. all-time favorites. Okay, well, this story is uh, is a reference point for that. High school athletes suspended from playoffs after smoking cigars after graduation. What the hell did you just say? You heard me. Apparently, seven athletes at a Saugus, Massachusetts high school have been suspended from the postseason of their lacrosse team because they smoked a single cigar after their graduation ceremony from high school. They all smoked a cigar. 
They each had their own. They didn't each, pass a yeah, cigar Yeah, I don't think around. they passed it around. Right. Hey, let's share a cigar, because that's on our list of things the guys <laughs> can't do. Yeah. Can't ride a double and now bike. They, and now, now they got those meningitis ads they're running now. <laughs> Saugus. You shouldn't be sharing, like, your, your hot apple pie or your, your fruit cup. Or Saugus Public Schools <laughs> prohibits the use of tobacco products within school buildings or at school-sponsored events. Uh, the committee woman, Elizabeth Marchese, confirmed the suspension, saying the events and subsequent disciplinary action were, quote, saddening for all involved. So the school has a tobacco policy. I think their ruling was yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Unfortunately, I know what they were doing. They were, having, they were celebrating, making a good... It would have been a great picture, you know, to put on Facebook. Here we are all having a cigar. And if they were just graduating, walking out the door, like most of us do, don't have the season still going on in school, no problem. The rule applies to athletes who have graduated but are still participating in yeah. tournament games. So it's kind of still a double jeopardy. Still representing the school. Still, still I under think their it's, control. I think it's bullshit on two fronts. One, okay. they should have made an exception. They should they should have said, look, slap on the wrist, but not next time. That's number one. Number two is the, just the, the pussification of America, for God's sakes. 18-year-old boys. off with the rules is the pussification. I think the rot starts oh. with disobeying the rules. You let this one go, then you let the next one go. What next time are you talking about, by the way? These guys are graduating. Having that cigar was kind of like a big F you to the school because now they can't Were they tell warned? Them what to do. Were they, they warned not to have a cigar? Because they're still. Well, they knew they're... I bet they looked at the student athlete policy and the student handbook every year for four years. Hold on. How old do you have to be to legally buy cigarettes? 18, I believe, right? I don't know. I haven't bought cigarettes in so long. I really don't know, but I think it's 18. It's okay. like beer now. Really? At some point, it's twenty-one. legal to buy something Jeez. doesn't matter because they want their student-athletes behaving a certain way. And Ooh, look at here's a map. And they'll have it. 18 years old is the number, although the map does have okay. some different colored states. I'm sure Kentucky and the Carolinas may be a little lower. If you value that cigar moment more than playing for a championship, fine. Well, you've made your choice. My personal feeling, even though I'm sticking up for these kids, mm-hmm. is that smoking cigars is disgusting, man. I've never <laughs> smoked a cigar. I have no desire to. <laughs> and I don't I think gonna... I don't think people that smoke them and pose for photos with their dudes look cool in the least. Like, ah, look at that. We're smoking cigars. I oh, like great. the smell of a cigar out on the golf course. You say that. I don't know I, how. I just, Would I you just... like the smell of it in your car? No. Would you like it in your house? No, I was very specific. I said on the golf course. So you like the smell of shit on the golf course. (laughs) You just don't want the smell of shit in your pants. Yeah, no? What? What am I missing here? (laughs) Well, I said cigar. (laughs) Right, he did say cigar. Thank you. Not not shit. (laughs) I'm telling you, a a mild waft of shit that's not too acrid is better to me than a cigar. I I think a cigar... Cigars are so rancid to me. Oh, I don't want to stand. I don't want to stand in the cloud of it. But if I get a little whiff as I pass through, it's like, hey, that's that's the smell of summer outside. Okay, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why, but I told you right. were with me the last time I was going to smoke a cigar. Remember? I know, and I was shocked because I've never seen you smoke, Bob. Because even I, though I, you have admitted you once yeah, sure. burned the lung darts, yeah, I smoked. On a regular basis. I, I I know a couple people on the trip who I will not name that snuck away for a dart, and I was like, "Really? Yeah. You 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 suck down one of those every now and then, huh?" Hey, if that's the worst thing 
<laughs> including, your... including, Dark... including a guy who I really like, a young, young, younger guy, love his wife, old CC. I won't. I was like, oh, look at that over there. I was like, didn't <laughs> see that one coming. Yeah, I enjoy your cigarette from, there. I got a cigar from a guy a couple years ago at the Bob and Brian Open. Steve and I were on the cart together, and I said, I'm going to have a cigar today. And the guy says, here, I got one for you. And he gives me a cigar, and I light it up. And I, the, for the first minute or so, I'm puffing away, and I'm like, I, okay, thanks. I'm going to smoke I've never smoked an entire cigar. Steve and I didn't get 40 yards down the fairway in our cart, and I'm going, I got to get rid know. of this. I got to get rid of this. This is terrible. <laughs> After like a minute, it was just terrible. It's just like, how, I don't know how you smoke these. You know why? This is because terrible. That's because... like the oyster eating champ. He had never eaten an oyster before. <laughs> he had never been in a food contest before. And then he really? down 40 dozen oysters to win the uh, New Orleans oyster Second eating contest. place was 23 dozen, Steve. 27. Who, 27 dozen. Who was this guy? I don't dare. Darren... Brennan or something like that. I can't. I can't remember his name. It was in New he Orleans. Just never had an oyster. He said he had never eaten oysters before, and he had never been in a food eating contest before. And he shoveled down twelve. I'm sorry, forty dozen. Oh, um, no, uh, that's not possible. oysters. Forty dozen. Yeah, that's that's the official that was, count. That was his count. Yeah, four hundred and eighty yeah. oysters. Yes, four hundred twenty. Four twenty. Whatever. No. For once, my math is correct. Yeah, 40, okay. Yeah. All right. Almost 500. I'm trying to remember what yeah, I read in the article. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Son of a bitch. Yeah, no, <laughs> it is. Four, it, no, it is. Yeah. 40, 40 dozen. Uh, four times two is eight. Carry the one. Divide by three. Find the cosine. <laughs> solve for the hypotenuse. And 480. Nailed wow. it. Love. <laughs> you, you know what that is, Bob? That's me doing math while falling down a flight of stairs and then popping up on the last step completely unscathed. I, I totally got down the stairs totally wrong. I should have wiped out, but there, there it is. I just like, here we go. Let's go. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. boom. 480. I'm good to go. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think part of it is the moment was gone for you, Bob, when you were smoking the cigar. With the boys, and then once you were down the fairway, it's like nobody was there to go, we're fucking cigars. No, it, like it you're just... some stockbrokers celebrating a big haul, and you're like, this is just disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it really was. I, I also hear that when you smoke cigars, or even a cigar, the next morning, the inside of your mouth tastes like a dirty carpet. I've heard people say that. Does your mouth get bad after smoking a cigar? And yet some people had a cigar in their face all, all the time. time. Yeah. Look how Churchill's mouth tasted. Brett Arbach. Ooh. <laughs> do uh, do hot women smoking cigars turn you on no. in any way, shape, no, or form? No. Okay. You know what turns me on? Women wearing bras and blazers. I always thought that was a hot fashion trend back in the 80s. Bras and blazers. Don't you remember that run? Like out to the club and like, out yeah. You're socially. Like Susan Mischke. Yeah, right. Sue Ellen Mischke. She was a Did, brawn blazer girl? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She's walking down That's the street. Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I yeah. I never thought of that. Sue Ellen Yeah, I thought that was a really cool, like you had a really nice bra and a blazer on. I thought that is hot. I yeah. still like it. Well, maybe it'll make a comeback. Who knows? I still like the French cut bikini bottom. All right, I got one more. <laughs> a chick smoking a cigar and a French cut. <laughs> I got one more story, and then we're going to play fuck that guy with you two guys. So you need to Wait. think of one person that you're going to give your FTG to this week, okay? Just one person or one thing. Can be a prototype person, can be a high, you know, hybrid, something like that. But I've got one guy who definitely deserves the fuck that guy for the week. You guys think about it. Uh, before we get to that, though, real quick, drones save lives. 
This is fantastic. In Hawaii, Brian, the use of drones helped rescue a man whose home was on the verge of being engulfed by lava. The U.S. Geological Survey was able to guide first responders via drone to the man and then lead the evacuation team to safety through some very harrowing terrain. Furthermore, they were able to live stream footage of the entire event as it played out. To whom? Back to the command center. Live, oh, it wasn't available to the public. Not like <laughs> Can you know. go to lavarescues.com okay. and <laughs> see these things happening? That might be my new website. Don't steal it, all right? Volcano <laughs> Rescue. That could be my new that, website. We have Don't two volcanoes it. cooking right now, so, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's right. What's the record for most volcanoes cooking at one time in the in the world? I, probably in prehistoric <laughs> times, they're, they're going everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you could, you couldn't go two feet without them right. spurting sure. off there. <laughs> so again, drones. Now, do you? Neither of you guys own a drone yet. You've no, thought I about don't. it. You've talked about it. You, I was going to get one a while ago. You were all I, hot. You were all I hot was, on it. Yeah, I was. And, then, and what uh, happened? The moment I, passed. It kind of did because like I thought, smoking cigars. What do I need a drone for, really? Oh, other than neat. just a hold, hold in on. my volunteer work with the wait, wait. Boy Scouts of America, I've uh, I've worked with drones and <clears throat> the scout. every time every time I've uh, you know been working on the drone thing, the weather's been bad, or it's sailed off in the wind and it's like got up in the in the above and the tree didn't uh, come layer back. Of, uh, well, we found it eventually, but okay. it was a problem. I think you said the. Boy Scouts? <clears throat> Boy Scouts of America. No, no. The Scouts. The the program that runs Cub Scouts Exploring, Venturing, and Scouting is the Boy Scouts of America. I thought they changed the name. They did not. They just changed the requirement? The Boy Scouts of America runs Scouting, Exploring, Venturing, and Cub Scouts. But it could include girls now. Girls can have their own troops and they can have their own dens in a cub scout separate pack. but equal separate yes <laughs> so they can't commingle girls tom girls with the boys in the boy scouts there are no plans for co-ed boy scout troops really well you know someone's going to sue to try to force that everyone in the news has gotten everything wrong so far really okay yeah and do you think that's a good thing to keep the girls who want to do boyish stuff in their own troops girls can still join girl scouts or they can uh become an eagle scout get all the advantages of that when they apply for uh, a west point or something like that and uh everybody's happy but what if a girl's like i don't want to hang out with a bunch of other lame girls i want to <laughs> hang out with the boys and tie knots and shoot bows and arrows and go camping Nothing stops you from having a sex change operation and doing just that. Oh, my God. But what if, what if my daughter didn't want to do that? <laughs> do what? Have a sex change yeah. operation? Right. She just was a tom girl that wanted to hang out with the boys and fish and hunt and shoot and bows and arrows and didn't want to hang out with a bunch of girls. Boy Scouts of America are not about sex. They're about an outdoor experience and a growing experience for youth. Got so Fair your enough. problem. Fair enough. You guys should get some drones. They're very cool, though. You'd enjoy them. Eventually, maybe. I want the kind of drone that comes back to where you launched it from without me uh, having to screw around with it. I know they, they have those. They, they already do. Every drone. Brian, I know, but that's this. the kind I would want. 
Yeah. Oh, and I've, I've had every the kind drone that didn't. I've worked with the kind that didn't. Well, every hey, drone. Go up. Oh man, that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having Bob Euchre call the drone flight. That drone is out yeah, of here. Yeah, yeah. That is gone. That thing is over three counties away. Yeah. Well, they do. Uh, every drone now comes with that automatic one button return to home, mm. but it doesn't work if you lose satellite. Right. Or if the yeah. controller disconnects. Right. Or, it just goes. Or, right. Or if there's another software problem that just sends the drone off onto its own. We might have, have a friend that that happened to whose name rhymes with Schmitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, not long Sh- ago. Sh- Schmerich Schmitter. I yeah, believe right. I know that yeah. guy, yeah. yeah. And, and, of course, he, uh, he begged his Chinese overlords who made the drone to give him a new one for free because it had to be their fault. And they looked at it and they said, uh, not our fault. <laughs> <laughs> but they give, did give him a discount on a replacement, like 40% off. So, of there course, he go. was going to use it and then sell it on eBay and get out and get to the next drone up, which I think he already has. Okay, with that said, boys and girls, it is time for the segment you've all been waiting for. Fuck that guy. Stand by. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. Uh. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. All right, my fuck that guy for the week is the FBI agent who jumped into a dance circle at a wedding <laughs> yep. and had his service revolver fall out of the back of his pants, not even a holster. And while he went to pick it up after trying this lame-ass backflip, which he didn't really even nail, he ended up shooting somebody in the leg. It went off as he was picking it up. Yeah. FBI agent. I have actually heard some people sort of defend him saying, well, look, the guy got caught up in the moment. And you know what? You got to respect the dance circle, you know? You You don't want to be doing the dance circle when nobody jumps in the middle of it. That's lame. Well, if you're... If you're the kind of guy who gets caught up in the moment, you probably shouldn't be carrying a gun in your fucking waistband. Don't you think? <laughs> oh, and, and and the video of the guy, he raises his hand like he committed a eh. foul on a basketball yeah. court. Like, yeah, yeah, that was me. Sorry about that. To that FBI agent, not only should he lose his badge, not only should he be sued into bankruptcy, he should go to jail. Fuck that guy! <laughs> All right, that's how you play the game. Bob and Brian, who wants to go first for your FTG of the week? I got a guy. Okay, go ahead. Uh, a couple of days ago, we celebrated what might, what is arguably the greatest game in the history of the NBA when the Suns and the Celtics played in the 1976 basketball championship. Triple overtime, 148, 147, or something like yes. that? Yes, yep. yes. And after the first overtime, maybe it was, yeah, first overtime or regulation, the crowd, the, the the crowd rushes the court. One overzealous, and this is, I'm understating here. One asshole attacked the official Richie Powers. Really? Had, him on the, had dragged him to the ground. Security. The police had to drag him <laughs> off of Richie Powers. So to that guy, you say, "Fuck that guy." <laughs> All right, very good, Brian. You got one minute. Go ahead, wind it up, and let her fly. <laughs> Uh, it's a collective to a group, the okay. Marquette Law School uh, poll people. 
All right, Marquette Law School polling. The Democratic Party of Wisconsin just had their uh, convention last weekend, and they based their debate qualifications uh, on the Marquette Law School poll results. Top four finishers get to be in the debate. Uh, they had a straw poll at the convention, and someone who got no points in the Marquette Law School poll finished one at uh, number one in their in their state convention thing. And the poll people say, "Well, we don't want our results to be used for things like that." Marquette took and a poll. And so my question life. is, well, why bother taking a poll at all, though, <laughs> if you don't want someone to believe your results? So to the so, polling people at Marquette, you say. Fuck those guys. <laughs> My apologies to the Boy Scouts of America. <laughs> Very good. Boys, a pleasure as always. Good fast run. Thank you for your extra time. Go to BobandBrianWorld.com for more you of should. these chuckleheads. Yeah. It's chock full of good stuff. And we will talk to you guys hopefully next week. Steve up. Hi, boys. See ya. All right, we'll end with this. I would like to, because I'm going to be away from this studio on Thursday and Friday and not really able to do the kind of quality Zabe cast I want. Boo! I'll even listen if it's hockey. Sorry. I'm going to be in Vegas. I'm going to be having fun. It's a little bit of a vacation, a little bit of a work vacation. So instead of doing a Zabe cast Thursday, Friday, I wanted to start doing a Periscope show. Now, I know some people, and I've watched some people do Periscope shows, and I think I kind of get it and what's different about a Periscope show and and why people like them, some people like them. Although, the last thing I want to do is to be douchey and obnoxious doing a Periscope show, and I'm not sure that's possible. So I need some help on this from those of you that like the format, like the platform. Give me some tips here. First of all, how long should it be? Uh, Secondly, what kind of topics? Third, how much interaction? Because you guys will be able to give me comments as they pop up and float up on the screen. Do I have to do it in vertical video mode? Can I do it horizontal? Does Periscope even allow me to do that? Should I do it in my hotel room? Should I go out on the strip somewhere? Um, Blah, blah, blah. What time should I do it? Maybe after Bob and Brian, which would be 10 a.m. East Coast time. Oof, that's 7 a.m. out there. Not sure about that. So just send me some feedback on that, and I will knock out a couple. Let's let's call it a half an hour, half an hour uh, Periscope show, and let's shoot for 10 a.m. East Coast time, 7 a.m. out in Vegas. And I'm not even sure how you find me on Periscope. There is a Periscope app. I do have it. I did look at what I think is my profile, and I think it's at Zabe, just like on Twitter. I think Twitter bought Periscope. I think Twitter automatically embeds your Periscope shows. I'm not totally sure about that. In other words, I think my handle is at Zabe as well. Uh, um, so if you have the app, it, 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 it may be easy to find me. Um, maybe go to Periscope.com and find me. Uh, maybe just look at my Twitter feed. In other words, the things I don't know about Periscope outnumber the things I do know about Periscope at least three to one. So I'm going to try to get up to speed. But we'll give it a shot. We will do it live. We'll do it live, as Bill O'Reilly once said angrily, and just see how it goes. That will be a wrap for today. You know the drill. Tell two friends and help that Reddit thread about how great this thing is. Please leave a positive review and rating. If you could, download, subscribe, all the major podcast outlets, iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and blah, blah, and everything else. And always remember, insurance at Blackjack is for suckers. But my dad swears that surrender is actually a good thing. Cocktail! 
Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.